0: Hi, it's Michael Anthony, and welcome to The Meat of It, a carnivore podcast about life. Thanks again to everyone who checked out my latest video, which was an unboxing video, my, I think, second unboxing video. I did one for my Everest dehydrator when I started making beef jerky. But uh, this is for Crowdcow, so I showed my first Crowdcow unboxing. That was my first Crowd Cow order ever, so you got to see, I mean, really, my first any subscription box ever. So that was a unique experience, and I hope you enjoyed that video. I've seen other carnivore friends get their orders in and that's helped me to understand cause without seeing how my friends received their orders of like a quarter of a cow I didn't know how that was going to be shipped to me, I thought I was going to get a quarter of a cow just sliced off the cow or something. One big solid chunk of frozen meat that I'd need a, a giant meat freezer, walk-in meat freezer, just to store it, and I thought, okay, I don't have $10,000 for a freezer, maybe I can look into another option. But as it turns out, it's pretty simple, you order your portion and they ship it in, fro. yes, it is frozen meat, but it's frozen in little blocks. It's very simple. It's great. I love it. It's nowhere near as complicated as I expected it to be. So I think everybody should give this a try. You know, not necessarily crowd cow, but if they like crowd cow, go with them. In the United States, at least, there's U.S. Wellness Meats and Campo, White Oak Pastures, a bunch of different places that you can order online and get frozen meat shipped right to your door from local sustainable i mean of course they might not be local to you but they are at least small farms and they're doing things the right way treating animals better feeding them better and in turn feeding us better because we rely on the health of these animals for our own health so as much as possible let's help take care of those are taking care of those who are taking care of us and if you're still eating factory farmed meat remember that's still healthier for you and for the planet than any of this garbage that they're trying to push on us so don't be fooled keep eating that meat my main concern with factory farming even if we were to completely improve everything about it all that centralized meat production i don't think we're going to be able to rely on it for much longer there is a coordinated attack on meat-eating by some very powerful people. And I'm making big changes to my life to make sure that I can secure my lifestyle, my carnivorous lifestyle and health for the rest of my life. First of all, I'm finally getting a driver's license. (laughs) This is embarrassing, okay? I've lived in New York City for my entire life. I mean I have traveled, I have been around the states a bit, I, when I was younger I traveled around the world. I went to China, I went to Europe, it was great, but I've always come back home to New York City and I ain't left, so uh, I think it's about time I did leave and oh man, I never thought I'd say that. But I'm seeing what city life is turning into and with the increasingly totalitarian nature of everything. I don't want to be around all that stuff. And I I'm getting out. So, I'm going to stop relying on public transportation and rides from friends who are weird enough to be New Yorkers with driver's licenses. And finally having my license at age 37 is going to allow me to look around and see where I want to go next, but wherever I go, I'm going to make sure I have land where I can go hunting, where I can go fishing. I'm not going to rely on this centralized system anymore. I've been red-pilled in a lot of ways over the last few years, but this is one of the biggest ones, just realizing that I have to get out of the city. I'm a lifelong city boy over here. and. That just, I can't anymore. I need to be out in nature, out in the wild. I desperately seek out any little corner of the city that's full of wildlife and plants and stuff like that. And We have them, they're called parks, but I'd rather that just be, you know, that's what things are supposed to be. I'm gonna geek out hardcore right here, right now, okay, because I'm gonna quote something that I don't usually quote, and that's a novel. I haven't been into a lot of fiction books since I was younger, but I love the Iron Druid Chronicles. I've been listening to the audiobooks narrated by Luke Daniels, excellent work. Now listen to me, the voice actor, I'm giving credit to the narrator before I give credit to the author, Kevin Hearn. But anyway, in book 7 out of the 9 books in the Iron Druid Chronicles, it's called Shattered. One character says to another, actually I have to explain it a bit, so spoiler alert, if you're not into the Iron Druid Chronicles and you want to be, you might want to skip this part, it might give you a little hints, but you've been warned. Okay, I'm giving you another couple of seconds just in case, but uh, with that said, with that warning in place, I am going to continue. I hate spoilers, if you can't tell. In that novel, at one point, I think it's kind of early in the book. One druid says to another, "They've covered up the earth, shehan He's in shock because they've covered, they've paved over the soil. He's never seen the modern world, and so he can't believe that humans have completely covered up the earth except in little patches here and there and in their case it's you know it's a fantasy novel but these are druids Uh, these are practitioners of magic who draw upon the earth and as any kind of animal We all draw upon the earth as any kind of plant, as any kind of anything. We all draw upon the earth. We know about the the exchange of electrons between organisms and the ground as we walk without without shoes on. We are built to interact with the soil. We are built to interact with other animals, other species. We are built to be in the sunlight and in the fresh air and to have our faces exposed to the elements. And I think that the more we cover up the natural world, whether that's the earth or ourselves, the less healthy we are, the more we're smothering ourselves and killing ourselves. So, I'm moving out of the city because everything here is covered. Faces are covered, the land is covered, even the sun is covered. If I had my window wide open, I would barely get any sunlight because of the buildings blocking the light. I need to stop struggling to find little corners of nature in the city and just go out into nature. So, that's what I'm doing. That's the plan, and within the next few months, I hope to be out of the city. So my plan is almost a complete lifestyle change. I'm going to be learning how to drive, I'm going to be learning how to hunt, and quite frankly, learning how to fish. I've barely done any of this stuff in my entire life. Fishing, I kinda did a little bit when I was a little kid. I had like a twig and a string and maybe a piece of a cracker, I don't know what I did, but it wasn't fishing. I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like a, what is it called? Immersion learning, when they just throw you into a country, that you don't speak the language, and you have to, uh, you know, kind of struggle to figure your way out until finally one day you just speak fluent whatever. So it's my hope that one day I speak fluent lumberjack or fluent I don't know, outdoorsman. I am gonna. I'm turning into that guy and. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. let's see how fun it is when you're actually chopping wood. Actually, it's still gonna be fun when I'm chopping wood. You know why? Because that's gonna be exercise that does something. I was just doing my little city boy exercise, you know, where you're working your muscles out, you're getting stronger, you're getting some cardio in, but you're not doing anything. Isn't that the worst? (laughs) I think it's horrible that we in the city spend so much time We're just working out instead of getting stuff done and getting our exercise that way like a lumberjack, like an outdoorsman. So if anything, I'm doing my little city boy exercises so that I'm a little more prepared when I really have to do those serious outdoor exercises where I'm getting stuff really, really done. But keep in mind, this is not just about exercise, life, you know, actually, I guess it is ultimately about lifestyle. But it's about defending my lifestyle, making sure I can continue my lifestyle, living as naturally as possible in a world that's becoming more and more technologically driven and all these medications being forced upon us when some of us would rather just be living free because that is the default state. We are born free. We are born into freedom. and. Really, no one has authority over us that we don't give them. And I'm refusing to give authority over my life to these cities that are taking over everyone's lives. These increasingly totalitarian urban centers. I, I can't stand it anymore. But I'm also trying to secure a piece of land that won't be taken over by you-know-who. Bill Gates, in case you don't know, a lot of people don't know this, Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farmland in the United States. No one in the United States owns more farmland than Bill Gates. And Bill Gates is pushing the fake meat agenda from the synthetic lab-grown meat all the way to the, uh, I'm not gonna name brands here, but You know the fake meat burgers, full of all kinds of processed garbage. And on top of that, he's also pushing vaccines, and he's an investor in vaccines, and he's making a lot of money on all of this stuff. But uh, getting back to the land, indeed, getting back to the land. I want to make sure that there's at least one piece of land that he doesn't have, because I have it. For as long as I live, and I plan on living a very long time, That land is going to be free, open, and I'm going to be hunting and fishing and building my own life outside of the city because if you're in the city, they build your life for you. If you're lucky, they they don't always build your life. Sometimes they just tear it down, and I feel like it's starting to tear down my life, so I have to get out. I really didn't expect to be doing this anytime soon. I thought maybe a few years down the line, but... Once I looked around and saw that, even in upstate New York, there are places that I could afford to escape to, and this is my chance, and i better do it now. But obviously, as a 37-year-old without a driver's license, without even a driver's permit, I'm getting my permit next week, With no way to legally drive, unless I take a a bicycle or a scooter, kick scooter, I've obviously not been expecting to go anywhere anytime soon. I was relying on the city. I just can't rely on the city anymore. I I don't want to rely on anyone anymore. I have to be more self-reliant. And I didn't realize until very recently how reliant I am on all this government infrastructure and stuff like that. Look, I like it. It, Don't get me wrong. I like having uh, internet and electricity and stuff like that, but uh, there are ways to get around this whole centralized system and still have those things, and that's what I intend to do. And I feel that many of us who are keto or carnivore or even vegans who want to live a natural life are going to struggle to do that. The closer we are to the cities, I think the farther out we get, the better off we are. They're still going to try to mess with us, but it's going to be harder for them to bother us. Like I said, this is a process that's going to take me a few months, probably mostly because I don't have a driver's license yet, (laughs) which is sad. But I'm on it, step by step, you know, it's, uh, if you're not already Mr. or Mrs. Lumberjack, sometimes you have to just throw yourself in and see what you can do, but some, you still have to figure it out step by step, even if you're doing immersion learning and you're in the middle of this foreign country and you have to learn how to speak fluent Lumberjack, all of a sudden, You still have to learn step by step by making mistakes here and there, by experimenting, by, by, I guess I'm going to have to look at a lot of lumberjack YouTube videos. Why do I keep saying lumberjack? I don't want to be cutting down all these trees. I want to be living amongst the trees. So I'm going to have to chop some firewood, but uh, I think, but... I'm mostly planning on just living among the trees and maybe doing some hunting and fishing. But I, I even plan on still ordering Crowd Cow or whatever subscription service I'm using at that point if I need it as a nice supplement to my increasingly homestead lifestyle. Increasingly homestead. I don't know about the grammar in that phrase, but you get what I'm saying. I'm getting more and more homesteady. <laughs> so. Uh, That's where I'm going. I think that's something that a lot of carnivores are trying to do and I think that is something we should try to do. We are eating one of the most, if not the most, natural diet for humans on the planet. So we're already living a more natural life and it's benefiting us. So why not lean into that and live a more and more natural life, the most natural life that we possibly can. I'm trying to push that all the way into living out in the mountains or the woods or the the woods in the mountains. So that's obviously huge. I'm moving from the city out into the wilderness and my goal is to do that within a few months. So it's going to be quite a process and I look forward to sharing it with you, again, step by step. Because that's what it's going to take, step by step. Starting with, not even my driver's license, but my driver's permit. I still have to get permission to drive. I've had a driver's permit before, but I I let it lapse, and now I have to renew. I can't renew it. I have to get a new one, so I have to take the test over anyway. So that's what I'm dealing with. I have to get a driver's permit so I can take driving lessons, so I can get my driver's license at age 37. That's like the ultimate lifelong New Yorker for you, huh? Don't make the same mistake I did. (laughs) Okay, do whatever you can to not be a city boy or girl. I can't believe that I'm saying so many things against, actually against, look, I can't say only things against the city because I've experienced many wonderful things in this city. I've made many wonderful friends. I've seen amazing places that have mostly shut down, but it's full of beautiful places and people, the city, even though it's also a very flawed, just inherently flawed thing, a city. And I think moribund upon its very establishment, I don't think that a city can last forever, ever. That's why cities come and go and they may be rebuilt on the same spot, but a lot of times they get new names because they're new cities, because cities don't last. As long as New York City has lasted, and it's always gonna be in there. I'm always gonna be a New Yorker, you know, somewhere in there. I've learned a lot of valuable lessons about uh, human nature and the law of the jungle, right, from the uh, concrete jungle, but I think I'm really over it. They've ruined the city for me. All this centralization and uh, draconian measures being taken for things that, are incredibly dubious in my opinion. There's just nothing to like about it anymore except that I have loved ones here and I want those loved ones to thrive but uh, they're gonna have to visit me upstate or wherever I end up going because I am not staying in the city. My life is about to change so much I can't even imagine. You know yesterday On my way to get a little nature, on my way to visit Central Park, uh, I (laughs) passed by this weird storefront. There were some people hanging out. There was a big window. There was a lady sitting in the window and uh, she looked like she might've been waving at me. I wasn't sure, so I hesitantly started to return the wave and she pointed at me. Yeah, yeah, you, I'm I'm waving at you. And uh, I was walking outside. Uh, I, I, I was walking outside without a mask and um, she was inside with a mask and beckoning me to come inside, I look at the sign next to the door and it says, testing for you know what. So I politely waved my uh, decline. <laughs> I, I declined the invitation very politely, but that's what I get now on my way to nature. Whereas when I move out of the city, When I'm in the wilderness, I'm gonna be already in nature. I'm not gonna be a half an hour from nature, half hour walk from nature, or across the street from a small park. I'm gonna be surrounded by the woods, forests, animals, hills. I'm gonna be able to see the horizon and stars. I'm gonna be able to see the stars again. Do you know how few stars I see in the sky at night in New York City? I haven't seen stars since I was a preteen, 12 years old in the mountains of Austria running around this beautiful farmhouse with this dog across this, this large field on top of a mountain. It was beautiful. And when there was a porch light, but when that porch light turned off, my New York eyes looked skyward. And saw so many little stars, so many little beautiful dots and mists in the sky that I'm not accustomed to seeing. I look forward to seeing that again, to really being in touch with nature in a way that I can't be when the earth is covered, when our faces are covered, and when even, yes, the sky and the horizon are covered. So that's what I'm obsessed over right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm just obsessed over getting out of the city. I'm brushing up for my test with the Department of Motor Vehicles, the DMV, so I can get my license, my, my permit back, and then I can get my license after that, after I <laughs> after I take driving lessons. I have so many steps to take, but I'm going to take them as quickly as possible, because I want to get out. I feel like Alice Cooper in The Ballad of Dwight Fry. I, I don't know if any of you are classic rock fans, but he says, I gotta get out of here, and <laughs> that, uh, that echoes in my head these days. I gotta get out of here. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not just getting myself out of here. I'm also trying to get some of my you know, I, my savings right now. I'm putting a lot of that into Bitcoin. So I'm really going crazy here. I, I'm, not only, I'm going full nature on one side and then I'm going real techno on the money there, but it's decentralized money and that's what I like. So yes, I am now a crypto carnivore. And again, that's something I didn't expect to get into until maybe years from now, if ever. But yeah, I am a carnivore who holds crypto and on top of that I'm planning on getting my own hunting grounds and fishing lake or stream, whatever I can get. So I'm just going all in on in a more independent, natural, how do I, the at least decentralized life. I love technology. Okay, technology is just more tools. These are just really advanced tools, and humans have always used tools. That's what—that's what makes us unique. That's—I mean, not totally unique, but at least it gives us a strong advantage because. We're overall the best at tools. I I mean, look around. That's, to me, what technology is. It's nothing more. It's not a replacement for anything. It's something to help us get things done. And that's it. I used to think transhumanism and stuff like that. It was all really cool, fascinating stuff. And now, I just see more and more ways for these psychos to control us. And I'm done with it. I hope that you're able to maintain as much of your own autonomy as possible. I hope that whatever situation you're in, you're able to find as much freedom as you can. And even if you love the city, even if you couldn't imagine ever leaving the city, or even if you're planning on moving to the city for some reason, even then, Please do your best to support local farmers because they're still the source of your food. Farmers are still the source of your food. And the local guys, the local guys and gals, they're doing their best to give their animals a great environment to grow up in and a humane death, the most humane death possible. And they're giving you the healthiest meat you can buy. So I encourage you to support whatever small, local, and ideally sustainable farm or ranch that you can. Things were a little different before this really, really coordinated and increasingly draconian attack on meat. Before all of that stuff really started to kick in, I think that it was a little easier to say, eh, I'll have some McDonald's, I'll have some whatever. But now, at least for me, it, it's bugging me too much. I, I don't want to feed that system anymore. I can't I just can't. So that's what I'm doing now, is finding the most affordable, impossible, uh, sustainably humanely raised meat. I still have some frozen meat from factory farms, and uh, I'm going to be eating that meat because I'm not going to let those animals go to waste. I don't think you should feel guilty about eating the factory farmed meat. That animal has already died. Along with countless other animals. And I think we have to stop this unnecessary wholesale slaughter because it does contribute to food waste, which, by the way, is mostly plant food. Most of the food waste out there is plant food. But, There is the waste of meat, there has even been the forced culling of herds. I remember last year when farmers were forced to kill so many animals just because they weren't allowed to use independent processors for for slaughter. It doesn't make any sense. And yet there's this huge push toward increasing centralization when the answer is for us to let things go. ...independent ranchers and farmers, uh, independent people living their lives as they see fit. This is where we have to go. Toward a more open, freer world, not a more centralized, more uh, whatever the heck this is becoming. I'm calling it totalitarian world. I think enough is enough. I think that human intervention to try to correct the problems caused by human intervention is only causing more problems. So hands off I say, hands off. Alright, at this point I'm ranting, but I hope I'm making sense because I think these are really important issues and I just want to encourage everyone to do whatever they can to prepare a future for us. because. We want a more natural lifestyle, we want to continue thriving the way we are now, even more so. So in order to do that, we have to secure our lifestyle, one way or another, for ourselves and for each other. So if you can, please, my fellow naturalists or whatever we are, buy land and buy Bitcoin. This is not investment advice, by the way. I am not an investment professional or any kind of financial professional of any kind, so uh, yeah, yeah, to take that with a whole shaker assault. But I, I think that it's a good idea to uh, look into alternatives right now and look into freedom, because it's being taken away from us, and uh, I, I don't think we can wait any longer. But I uh, also hope that I haven't been too much of a bummer. I hope that you're enjoying this conversation because I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't want to, you know, drag anyone down. I want you to be excited about the possibilities for our future as we take back our freedoms. The only freedoms we've ever lost are the ones we've given away and we can always take them back because we don't have, they don't have to be taken back. They are ours already. We are born with them. We are born with these freedoms. It's just in this bizarre world where we've been mind bleeped into thinking that it's somehow the other way around. (laughs) So, yes. That was quite a mouthful, huh? All that stuff. I said quite a lot. I didn't expect to say quite as much as I did about all those things, but they had to be said. We'll see if any of that gets me into trouble with the censors, but, uh... I don't think any of that was too extreme, so maybe they'll let me go. Hello to my friends across social media, and a special thank you to my supporters at Patreon. Kevin, Jeffrey, Nate, Matt, Todd, and Alice. Welcome back, Alice. Thank you for your support. Again, I hope that everyone out there is maximizing their freedom and joy in life, because that's what we're here for. To freely explore our lives, to experience our lives to the fullest deepest extent possible so get out there and live your life huh we've got big things to do oh you know before i go i actually forgot that i'm about to take out some dehydrated beef liver i've for months been trying to go to whole foods every now and then just to see if they had the grass-fed beef liver 100 percent grass-fed and finished beef liver so earthy and delicious so nutritious i love that stuff and i usually eat it raw but i wanted to make some liver jerky or some dehydrated beef liver when i finally got my hands on them i made sure i got a nice amount when i got it the first thought was hey i can finally make liver jerky so i've got some liver in my dehydrator right now i've honestly forgotten it a couple of times and it's close to being i don't know how long in that thing um 20 hours maybe so Let's see how it turned out. might be pretty crunchy, but at least it'll be, you know, dehydrated. Hopefully with all those wonderful nutrients intact. I mean, beef liver is the ultimate superfood for all of those who don't know. uh, the, uh, The vitamins, the minerals, it wipes any plant just off the face of... Well, I don't want to wipe plants off the face of the earth, but you know what I'm saying. This is the real powerful stuff. This is... Life saving stuff. Anyway, here's how my dehydrated beef liver turned out. I haven't even looked yet, but if you're watching the video, that's how it looks. I cut the livers into slices using kitchen shears, and that was pretty easy. And there were certain areas that were a little thicker than others, so I tried to keep it relatively thin. And no matter how they turn out, now I have an amazingly nutrient dense snack, just ready for me whenever I want. All right, I really better go finally check on that liver jerky, but Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you're living a free and healthy life. If not, I hope you're on your way to that life. Either way, I'll see you again soon.